to the worst week yet, the least informed podcast on the left. It's a podcast where every week I am joined by some good people to talk about some bad news. I'm Andrew Hillary. I'm the host of the show, and I've got some special guests here today. I have special guests every week. I don't know why I say that every time, but I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, I am joined in the room by former guest, longtime friend, Deanna Mackey. What's up, Deanna? How you doing, buddy? Hi, I'm good. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy we fought through uh, the chaos of the worst week yet. Both mm. the week itself and the podcast and uh, <laughs> made it to recording. Yeah, well, it's not over yet. And I have it on good authority that next week's not looking too good either. Uh, but that's okay. We'll be here. We'll be here. And uh, now joining us via Zoom, uh, maybe the most frequent guest of Worst Week yet. Uh, I haven't done the numbers on that yet, but I think it might be. I think it might be the case. Please welcome back to the show, Kennedy Cooper. What's up, Kennedy? Yeah, I'm actually here to de defend my belt once again. Uh, Good, because I'm, co I'm coming, coming for you. For <laughs> okay, see, I heard someone was coming for the belt. It's me. So I'm here. Um, also, Andrew, the last time we were hanging out, Andrew accidentally left a key to the recording studio just kind of laying around <laughs> at one point. And uh, then I disappeared to Home Depot for 15 minutes for an unspecified reason. So Kennedy came back with a single plank. Like Ben Shapiro. <laughs> for some reason, I thought you were going to say you disappeared to Home Depot for 15 years. And I was like, I was like, are you like you said you were going out for cigarettes and just never came home? Like, what happened? Kennedy comes back with two of those giant skeletons and then just puts them in my room fighting each other. Kennedy, <laughs> Kennedy comes back with like a family and a different identity in another town. Listeners, write in with what you'd come back with from Home Depot after 15 years. That's worstweekget at gmail.com. I want to know, what were you doing in Home Depot that whole time? And did you say hi to Kennedy while they were there? Did you? Did you? <laughs> I like asking I'm questions. Waiting, I'm waiting for an answer yeah. from an audience that won't yeah. hear this for I an looked, unspecified number of days. I looked at the TV and I was like, uh, they don't know either. <laughs> Nobody knows, but that's all right. That's all right. Um, well, listeners, thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us once again. Also, thank you to, a f I, I released uh, a mid-spiral breakdown stream of consciousness rant for last week for an episode. I don't even really know what I said, Like, uh, but a few people reached out to me and were like, you know, saying kind words. I literally have no <laughs> idea. I was just like, I was literally like doom spiral panicking and I was like, I have to put an episode out. So I recorded something and released it. And uh, a few of my listeners reached out and that was very nice of you to say, Hey dude, are you all right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I just want to let you guys know, don't expect anything good from me on this podcast because I'm such a piece of shit that he was talking about his doom spiral uh, recording session and my entire response was laughter. Yeah. Like I had the decency to move the mic away, but I was howling. No, you can you can let it rip on here. People know. Look, this is a podcast about making fun of traumatic events. Uh, nobody should ever feel bad for laughing at me having a breakdown. You know what? Yeah, <laughs> I actually had a trauma realization just this week that I find it much easier to handle horror, like like a horrible thing in any form, than just like people being genuinely nice to each other. Yeah. It's fucking awkward. Stop. 
That's why we keep having the worst week yet because everyone who tries to be nice just finds out that it's very fucking awkward. Yeah. <laughs> if there was for some reason a best week yet, everybody would be like, what do we do? Like, <laughs> Literally. I have nothing to tweet about. Like, <laughs> We've been friends for almost 10 years and that friendship was started from me calling you a swine at a birthday party. So... <laughs> It's, it's true, folks. Maybe if I had said nice to meet you, we wouldn't even be here right now. I wouldn't even remember you. <laughs> I. It is burned <laughs> into my memory the fact that uh, this is a true story. Deanna, what Deanna is saying is uh, the very first time I met her, she goes, you fucking swine. And I was like, yeah, all right. We're, we're bonded for life. <laughs> okay. But in my defense... As I said, it was a birthday party. You don't have party. to defend that. <laughs> I'm going to defend it. I'm going to defend it because the reason why I called him a swine on first occasion meeting is because he had leftover breakfast food <laughs> in his car mm -hmm. and kept. This was a party at night, by the way. Yeah, kept hey. repeatedly talking about how excited he was to microwave eggs. And I just, <laughs> you got to be some, some kind of, you got to be some kind of swine. Look, I have no, no shame whatsoever in the fact that I will eat as if I wanted to die. And the listeners know about it. You know, there's no secrets on the worst week yet. People are aware. <laughs> I, uh, yeah. one time I, I microwaved a hot dog in a glass of water, Deanna. I don't know if you missed that. I was like, I want a boiled hot dog, but. Uh, I don't want to, or no, here's what it was. I was like, I want to microwave a hot dog, but there's no clean plates. So I put it, I was like, well, I guess I could just put it in a glass. Like that's whatever. But then I was like, this looks weird. I could just put water in the glass. And then, I, so I boiled a hot dog in the microwave. Honestly, best way I've ever cooked a hot dog, like in the <laughs> microwave, like, <laughs> cause it didn't like split open. Like, a I don't know. That sounds like some swine on swine crime to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, uh, I plead guilty. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, You're lucky you had less followers on Twitter when you did that. I know. I should retweet it. I just saw a tweet that I had like two years ago. It was like before I had like I maybe had 300 followers. And it was so fucking funny. I'm like, this would have this done great. But no, I retweeted it. And it's like, no, this is old news, buddy. Sorry. That's what it is. Twitter needs like a memories feature. Like Facebook's always reminded me of the stupid ass shit I was saying in 2012. I need that on Twitter. Yeah, actually, that'd be funny as hell. <laughs> I just saw this one post from the 2012 election where I was like, if you don't want to set the clock back 50 years. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like knowing what I know now that the world would be absolutely no different if Mitt Romney had been the president. Like. Like, this is silly. <laughs> yeah, it, it almost makes me re-examine what I'm thinking now. It's like, how wrong am I going to feel about the things I believe now 10 years from now? But, uh, hey, you know what? That's not how you, that's not how you operate in the world. You got to fully believe that you know everything that there is to know. Yeah. You know, I've already absorbed the sum of all human information, which is why I am a moderate centrist. <laughs> You know, <laughs> once you know everything there is to know, you're like, I don't know, capital gains. Do we really need it? Do we really need it? 
you know, as long as my heart's in the right place, I don't need any uh, facts, actions, nothing. I know. have the science is yeah. real sign in my yard. Why would I care about anything else? Like I've already, I'm done politically. The most important thing is that I mean well. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what, listeners, this isn't just a podcast about our 2012 Facebook memories. <laughs> Although it, and Not it, this week. Frankly, it may be someday. We'll, we'll revisit this. Stuff. We had some pretty bad weeks in 2012. <laughs> we had so many bad weeks in 2012. <laughs> we did bad that even, year. I yeah. barely remember what I was posting in 2012. I was, I was fucking wasted all the time. Mm. Me and Deanna were uh, stoned off our asses in my living room. One of us was crying at all times. It, it switched on and off. I was actually about to say, when I opened up Twitter on my phone uh, a minute ago, I had started a tweet that I promptly abandoned because I genuinely have ADHD. <laughs> and I was uh, I was getting ready to tweet. It said, I remember the time that I was on mushrooms at your house. My house. And your bright idea for entertainment <laughs> was wrist cutters a love story. <laughs> here's the, here's the thing. If you've never, listeners, if you've never both done mushrooms and or seen wrist cutters a love story, um, do not mix them. The first, uh, spoiler alert, the first three minutes of wrist cutters a love story is just 20 different scenes of people killing themselves. It's not ideal for, for a mushroom trip. This was about six months <laughs> after you no, had legitimately saved me from committing suicide. Like, you interrupted me attempting suicide to then fast forward and be like, oh, you're on some hallucinogenic drugs? Here's a nightmare. Here's a graphic scene of somebody slitting their wrists in a bathtub. Hope you feel better. <laughs> the, the best and worst part is that when we deemed that unsuitable, the Consolation Prize movie, the runner-up, was being John Malkovich. <laughs> being John Malkovich is a good movie. <laughs> Once again, if you've never seen Being John Malkovich, <laughs> Mushrooms is not the time. Okay, that really Probably isn't not. that really well, is enough about 2012. Yeah, it, the world ended, folks. It's no good. Don't look back. Um, well, this isn't just a podcast about 2012. As I said, we're here to talk about the news. But before we do that, there's something I got to let you let you in on. And that is a little something called P -P -P Patreon. That's right. You can support this podcast if you want. You go to patreon.com slash worst week yet. You, you can support. I don't care how much you give. But if you give $10 a month, I'm going to say your fucking name. And, and thank you for the money that you give me because I like money. Um, and I don't want to have a job where I have to, like, not wear cat shirts. So thank you so much to G. Ryan Gaines, Chelsea Calderon, Tara, CIA Brainbugs, Josh Troopin, and returning champion Patrick. Leave me alone! It's good to have your support, guys. Uh, I, I appreciate you so much. Now, Kennedy. That's some fucked up shit. What? <laughs> You did not read the names or thank any of the people who reached out to you to see if you were okay after your breakdown episode, but you just read the names of all the people who have pledged to give you $10 a month. You know what? 
<laughs> is yeah, nothing. Yeah, because that's how you really that's how you really restore a podcaster's is, mental is, health. Yeah, is nothing. You go on over my... to the Patreon. I'll tell you what: if not a single person would have said a word to me, but ten new people signed up to the Patreon, I would have been cured. Like. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, if I had known it was a hundred bucks was all you needed all along, I just uh I could have given that to you. I'm so, I'm sorry I didn't know. If we get up if we get up to a hundred patrons uh a month, I will not have depression anymore. Listeners, take do with that what you will. Um, <laughs> now let's get to the show. Kennedy, Deanna, I don't know if you've been paying attention to the news this last I week. Haven't. Well, I'm here to tell you a that, little. surprise, surprise, this was yet again the worst week yet. Yeah. I got to stop doing that sound effect. I do it every week. It's really lost its appeal, but that's okay. That's that okay. That jarring. <laughs> Deanna, you've known me for 10 years. What have I done that's not jarring? Uh, yeah, I mean, after the wrist cutters incident, I should have known. <laughs> Someday this guy's going to drop a bomb on me. Sound effect. So I want to start with a story that... I mean, this isn't like the most important thing this that happened this week, but I did want to talk about it. Um, and it, it's I'm concerned. I'm I'm truly concerned. Uh, this week I learned that Chris Pratt is losing sleep. He's having a hard time. Um, it's because of the backlash that he's facing um, from a photo mm. he posted of his wife, uh, his his current wife, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's daughter. Uh, well. It was a bit of a. It was a bit of the weirdest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. Uh, the 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 caption on this picture of his wife was. Uh, here's just a few excerpts from the paragraph and a half long caption. Uh, quote: She chews so loudly that I have to put earbuds in. Um, she's my greatest treasure, right next to my Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card. Uh, her heart is pure and belongs to me. And finally, she's given me a gorgeous, healthy daughter. Now, this is this is why I wanted to bring this up. The healthy daughter comment seems like a little bit of shade at his previous wife, Anna Ferris, who whenever they gave birth or she gave birth to their son, um, I think he was premature. There were some kind of complications. So, like, to be like... Oh, I'm so grateful my new wife gave me a healthy kid. I do not like Chris Pratt. I'm an Anna Ferris stan, okay? Anna Ferris is great. Do you guys like Anna Ferris? Yes. Also, when you asked if we had been following the news this week, I thought you meant like <laughs> real news, not like Twitter news. This that, is real news. This is the news. This is the news that I did follow. <laughs> See, you're, you're prepared. <laughs> I thought I wasn't going to know anything about the topics, but here I am. <laughs> Coming for you, Kennedy. <laughs> no. Like uh, I said. I thought, I thought the healthy baby thing was in reference to the fact that Chris Pratt and Anna Ferris used to practice Satanism together. What? <laughs> Is that real? <laughs> I mean, there's some interesting rumors about uh, those two from the time in Hollywood. Some of it's just like straight QAnon shit. I don't know what I believe personally, but I wanted to reference it because... It's funny. If Anna Ferris is a <laughs> Satanist, I'm going to be honest with you. I like her even more. But as even of now, more. as of now, Chris Pratt, uh, you have made the list. You are now an official enemy of the worst we get. You know what? I've got a fucking sound effect for that. Enemies of the podcast. Enemies of the podcast. Yeah. 
That's right, Chris Pratt, or as I call you, piss crap. You are an enemy of the worst week yet. The- wow. That's really harsh, actually. I can't. <laughs> yeah, I'm, s- I'm just really. I don't think Kennedy and I were, <laughs> once again, jarring. Jarring is the word. I think that's all the sound effects I've got for this week, but who knows? Who knows? I wasn't prepared. Am I the enemy of the podcast now? The enemy is coming from inside the podcast. (laughs) I have my own issue with Chris Pratt, which is that he's playing Garfield. He's playing Garfield too? Isn't he also Mario? Yes. Chris Pratt needs to be stopped. And I think, frankly, the worst week yet are the ones to do it. I mean, if you can get any to guests to show up. Oh my goodness, Deanna! <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Do I need to hit the enemies of the podcast button? Got it. <laughs> got to have a squad to roll out, you know? Don't do it again. I'm like the vampire of the podcast. Like, you invited me in, and now I'm just sucking the life out of your podcast. That's all right. There was barely any left anyways. Uh, so, yes, Deanna, we, we do have some real fucking news. Sorry, I wanted to start off by declaring war on piss crap. I mean, we can be at war with piss crap. <laughs> we can be at war with piss crap. But I will say, I've seen a lot of things saying that the that the content of his post was like misogynistic with regard to his current wife. Or I mean, what's misogynistic about her heart is pure and belongs to me? I'm not sure. I think that it was <laughs> maybe maybe. Th- Actually, the thing about the chewing, and, and I'm not saying oh, this. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not saying this because like I'm super on board with that take, but as a person who regularly uses the internet to roast my significant other, I just, you know, I see where he's coming from with the chewing. I'm there with the chewing. Well, as a person who lives a life of solitude, I would so gladly listen to an annoying chew rather than spend every night alone. Let's move on. Can that be our next podcast sound effect? <laughs> <laughs> Just me chewing. It, it, it helps me get to sleep. But you at night. listen really, really closely, and behind the chewing, Andrew's crying. <laughs> ASMR for sad people. <laughs> Sad people ASMR is a pretty fucking good idea. Uh, there's, you know, there's all kind of untapped market potentials. The worst we get is branching out. This is more than just a podcast now. We are a... Uh, Metacast? Me- Metacast, yeah. We are, we're doing big things, folks. Stay tuned. Go to the Patreon. I'll put you to sleep. Let's move on. This week, Joe Biden headed across the pond to attend some climate Ping talks. Bong. Uh, First was the G20 summit in Rome, where world leaders discussed climate change and the need to reduce emissions. Then he headed to COP26 in Glasgow, where world leaders met to discuss climate change and how to reduce emissions. Now, after both of these meetings, uh, the conclusion, the consensus, if you will, uh, of all of the world's most powerful people was, oh, shit, we got to do something, you guys. That was about it. <laughs> they, once again, like they have these meetings every fucking year where 50 fucking people fly on private jets to be like, oh, yeah, we got to do something about climate change. If they really wanted to do something about climate change, it would have been a Zoom call. Mm. It's, you know, pretty simple to do that. Yeah. <laughs> this podcast yeah. can handle a Zoom call. We've, I'm sure the president can. I think this podcast is smarter than the president. Mm. Bold. 
I agree with that. Uh, it, we've known about the urgency of climate change since Smash Mouth's 1999 hit All Star. <laughs> My Wait, world's I- on fire. How about yours, mm. Joe Biden? Yeah, Biden, come on the pod. Um, <laughs> although there was, you know, there were many loose plans on reducing emissions, but at the very same time, Joe Biden was apparently emitting something of his own. Uh, according to reports, Joe Biden farted in front of Camilla, the Duchess of Cornwall, the wife of Prince Charles. And yes, that's right, listeners. Joe Biden ripped ass in front of a duchess. What is a duchess, you may ask? I don't know. Does anybody know what a duchess is? That's not the important part. The important part is that she described the flatulence as, quote, long and loud and impossible to ignore. Nice. Nice. Didn't he also poop his pants at the Vatican? (laughs) I mean, who among us? (laughs) Who among us wouldn't poop their pants before God? Let's be real. I mean, that shit-stained chapel. uh, (laughs) They call it that for a reason. They truly do. Did you know that, uh, that Adolf Hitler is also a famed farter? Oh, whoa. Something else they have in common. Yeah. Actually, the reason that that Hitler did all that is because in middle school, somebody called him Shitler and he was like, I got to take over the fucking world and put these put this person away. So that's why, kids, bullying doesn't work. Um, <laughs> Neither does farting on a duchess, apparently. <laughs> Well, we, I mean, it does take a while for, like, these things to be implemented. So who knows? Maybe D- Joe Biden farting on the Duchess of Cornwall, which, by the way, Duchess of Cornwall, every single word in that title sounds made up. I mean, I guess. Yeah, uh, every time you say that, I'm like, oh, is this Game of Thrones news? I told my roommate about it. Is and then Harry I was like, Potter? I told my roommate about it, and I was like, wait, that sounds silly. I must be thinking of the wrong word for cor- instead of Cornwall. So I looked it up. I'm like, no, I did get that right. This is just a silly-sounding place. The British are in the British. You know what? Get all of the United Kingdom come on the pod. I just want to talk. Let's move on to some uh, horrifying news. This week, the owner and president of Barstool Sports, Dave Portnoy, found himself in a hole and decided to keep on digging. Uh, An article from the Business Insider had multiple women come forward and allege violent and humiliating sex. Um, Now, there wasn't... Both of these women were under the age of 21. Like, one of them had just graduated high school. But, of course... Technically, it's legal. So he's like, oh, everything was a... Oh, so this is, as as I said, he found himself in this hole and decided to keep on digging. His response was a 12-minute long front-facing camera video where he said, this is ridiculous. You know, I I got these girls over. Everything was 100% consensual. And just went on this fucking rant about cancel culture, about all this shit. And like, didn't for one moment be like, yeah, I'm a 43-year-old that fucked a high school girl on her gra- like right after she graduated. What's up? Like, this is so fucking gross, man. Oh my god. Like I'm I'm really sick of this Discord because it does come up a lot where people will be like, what as soon as you're 18, it's it's legal. I'm like, I don't care if it's fucking legal, dude. If you're 43 fucking a girl after a high school graduation party, like, stop. Like, I don't 
I'm not trying. I'm not saying you should go to jail. I'm saying you are a fucking sad, gross, pathetic piece of shit. I'm not saying you should go to jail because to I'm a prison abolitionist. That too, yeah. But uh, you know, you can. There's a, there's there's alternatives. Yeah, I feel like there's he's alternatives gonna, to jail for someone like that. I feel like what's probably going to happen is he's going to be the next president. Yeah, probably. Um, that seems like an appropriate level of punishment. Yeah. So uh, Dave Portnoy, you know, he has this barstool sports network, which I don't really know much about. I don't know. It's all this like fucking God. toxic bro shit. I don't. I don't yeah, give barstool a fuck. Barstool is the most toxic media i know less about barstool sports than i know about being the duchess of cornhole <laughs> wall cornhole wall <laughs> corning wear <laughs> the glory cornhole um all right this is a, a hot take and people fight with me about this all the time but we should raise the age of consent i'm sorry yeah no and it's like one of those like, things just change the be- statute on statutory rape yeah it's like one of those things. Something. Like, it's, it's like this is this whole like, well, it's legal if it's legal. Bullshit has to stop. Like a forty-year-old preying on a nineteen-year-old is fucked up. Yeah, I don't give a shit. She like said that she, he like they were DMing on Instagram for like a month, and he bought her a plane ticket to fly out to Nantucket where his house was. She got to his house. She started giving him like, she started, they started hooking up, and he started filming her without asking her, and so she got like a bad attitude, so they like stopped hooking up, and he's like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, she's, the only reason why I remember who this girl even was is because, you know, I sleep with a lot of girls, you know? It's a fucking high school girl that he flew out on his, like, Jesus fucking Christ. And, like, if you want to talk about raising uh, the age of consent, like, there's ways you can do it. We're like, yeah, if you're 18 and you want to sleep, like, and you sleep with somebody that's in their, like, mid-20s, that's one thing. Like, be, like have, a, like, a window that moves or something. I, I don't know exactly how to fucking do it. But, like, yeah, if you're fucking mid-40s trying to bang a girl that fucking graduated high school, like, I didn't... That shouldn't be okay. Also, when you're doing that shit, like flying them out and doing it over Instagram and shit, and you're like a popular figure that could just go out around town and like get mm-hmm. laid, like you're obviously up to something. Don't even pretend that that's normal behavior. Yeah, no, not at all. Right. Like you were just counting down the days until someone turned 18. Like if you weren't. If you scroll far enough down on her Instagram, you're looking at a child now. Like. Yeah, but that's a person who, if they weren't uh, concerned about the consequences of crime, would do crime. Like, he would do that crime, I do believe. And the fact, like, the fact that he was just, like, lurking, waiting. I feel like he's a lurker. I feel like he was waiting for this girl to, like, turn 18 so it would be legal. But, like, Mm -hmm. he could still feel like he crimed the crime he wanted to crime. And by crime, I mean, like, not, like, crime against humanity, not crime, like, Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, Yeah, yeah, Dave Portnoy, go fuck yourself. Uh, I'm not voting for you, but I don't think it'll matter. Uh, Let's see, let's move on. He doesn't get the song? No, no, Piss Crap is the first official. We can't have two enemies in one podcast. Wait, (laughs) Chris Pratt is the first and therefore Look, Dave Portnoy is not trying to voice Garfield or else we'd have some fucking problems. Oh, so you're jealous. (laughs) 
<laughs> is what's happening. Yeah, Andrew Hillary's been working his whole life. This is for yeah. that Garfield audition. Do you have any idea how many lasagnas I've eaten, Deanna? You've been practicing. You, yeah. Actually, and he like, wears probably... nothing but cat shirts. <laughs> I know. And, and it would Every be ideal. Every day is a Monday for me. <laughs> and it would be ideal because you are funny, so you could do the role, but also it's animated, so like no one would have to look at you. This is feeling a little bit intense right now. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm not arguing. I'm just hurt. <laughs> this is just... This is just my... <laughs> Sorry, this is my trauma response to your jarring sound effects. <laughs> well, that's fine. Uh, yeah, let's move on. Oh, you, you know what? We got some uh, some news about the, uh, you guessed it, folks, the economy. Ever heard of it? Uh, the uh, September jobs report just came out. This is exciting. In the month of September. Or October is what I meant. In the month of October, the United States added over 500,000 jobs. Can you believe it? That's so many jobs. They're like, oh, yeah, go to work, you, you fucking loser. I don't know. Now, this is interesting because uh, the economy as a whole is still down uh, 4.2 million jobs from January of 2020. So that's uh, quite a lot of people who still aren't back to work. Also, like... I feel like they fuck with these numbers. Like every time they're like, oh, the unemployment rate's only 4.8%. I'm like, is that just the percent of the population that is claiming unemployment? Economists just make numbers up. Yeah. They just say okay. things, kind of like just me. just say stuff. I yeah. should be an economist. You should, actually. You would be a great economist. I'd be a great economist. We'd all be great economists because we're great at just bullshitting. Mm -hmm. That's all yeah. you have to do. And then instead of being like, we added 4.2 million jobs, we could be like, we added 4.2 million laughs. Yeah. Yeah. I think the concept of adding jobs is is strange. Like, I've always thought it was strange for basically- Well, yeah, because nobody wants to work anymore. <laughs> I mean, I, for one, have never wanted to work. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Patreon.com slash worst weekend. <laughs> but just the concept of like we've added 500,000 jobs or like the economy is down a certain number of jobs. I, I the whole concept of that just seems strange to me because when they say jobs, it doesn't necessarily reflect the quality of those jobs or yeah. like anything else about those jobs. Like, it's not like, Oh, we've added 500,000 jobs with a $20 an hour wage and, and full-time, you know, full-time employment with benefits. It's we like, added 500,000 yeah. jobs. That's just all the teachers that had to start driving Uber. It's wow. like if, if, if we lived together and I made dinner every night, but it was just plain baked potatoes. And I was like, well, I make dinner every night. It's <laughs> technically true. Yeah, but okay. No one would like that. <laughs> First of all, don't you ever talk shit on any kind of potato in my company. Don't you even dare. <laughs> like if I if I wasn't potato gate, if I wasn't already fucking coming for you, I would be coming for you now because <laughs> Good, you just come at me. you just passively implied that a plain baked potato is not a suitable dinner every night. And I just... <laughs> it's not. I'm here to tell you you're wrong. You know, potatoes are amazing. You know, I'm one of those weird, like, Japanese purple potatoes. You might just be like a dusty russet. You might just be... <laughs> <laughs> Deanna's bringing the heat today. Jesus, a dusty russet? 
Oh my Dusty goodness. Russet. <laughs> well, you got to change your MySpace name. I'm going to put it in my Twitter bio. <laughs> Congrats. You're welcome. I just made you funnier. <laughs> so yeah i don't know everybody, i'm sorry i'm like this go, uh everybody go get another job get get a, get a second third or fourth job we want to let's hit a million get a, a, a second job roasting your friends <laughs> on their podcast <laughs> oh, shit, am i gonna get paid can i get some of that patreon money <laughs> yeah, uh no uh <laughs> Let's see. Um, oh. that, yeah, you could give, you know what, Andy? You could give me some of that Patreon money and then say you added a job. <laughs> I could do my part for the economy. Did you see that fucking one? Yeah. That Add one, a fucking uh, job. That one blog post or whatever that was like, you know, I saw this sign on my local Wendy's that was like, uh, due to labor staff shortages, we, we've been unable to keep up with blah, blah, blah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to do my duty here. And I went and I got another job at this Wendy's. I'm going to work three nights a week, you know, just to kind of help ease the burden. But this is, it's all about doing your part. This fucking person was like, I, <laughs> I got a job at Wendy's to help the Wendy's Corporation? I don't fucking know. Like, I if the Wendy's falls, we all fall. I Wendy. mean, Minneapolis proved that wasn't the case. They burned down a Wendy's and a police station, and nothing happened. Um, they, I, think I, I did. I did see that blog post. <laughs> I, I posted it on Twitter and got eighty thousand likes. Oh, okay. That's I'm an idiot. <laughs> I forgot who shared it. Yes. Hey, Ken, did you see that viral tweet of yours? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's a good blog post. Uh, I also did a I've pretty. I've never bad... had a viral tweet. Maybe I'm the dusty russet. Damn. Yeah, your ice cold potato. It's takes. all turning around now. <laughs> the turntables. That's the problem. <laughs> Somebody's got to figure this out. Somebody's <laughs> got to figure this out. Uh, let's move on. I want to. We got a couple. We got a couple stories in the land of justice uh, that I want to talk about. First of all, justice. Oh yeah. We got folks. Justice. We got more of it. Or honestly, not as much as you would hope. Uh, our first story, Jenna Ryan, the Texas real estate agent who was a part of the January 6th insurrection, was sentenced this week to 60 days in jail. Now, what makes this fun is Jenna Ryan, if you don't remember, uh, in the days after January 6th, she uh, had a tweet where she kind of called her shot on how how this would go down. As you know, as the police were like, oh, shit, people broke into the White House we or into the Capitol building. We should, they should probably face some consequences. Jenna Ryan hopped on Twitter and she said, quote, definitely not going to jail. Sorry, I have blonde hair, white skin, a great job and a future, and I'm not going to jail. Sorry to rain on your hater parade. I did nothing wrong. Amazing. <laughs> she was a little off on that one. There's so only many- a little because like 60 days. is Six, Yeah. So pathetic. Like it, you read the news all the time and they're like, yeah, we found a homeless guy trying to break into a dumpster that had thrown away food in it. And we sent him to jail for 10 years. You know, like the, the the justice system should have done more, but it is still fun that she fucked around and found out. Yeah. Yeah. You love to see somebody finding out like that. But uh, she did have a, a statement after the sentencing where she said, well, I guess I'm going to jail for tweeting. <laughs> I think I, th- I didn't write this quote down, but she was like, I think anybody should be able to tweet what they want. <laughs> like, you're not going to jail for tweeting. You're going to jail because you broke into the fucking Capitol building. You crazy person. Like, 
on behalf of crazy people, I did not endorse that action. The 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 capital insurrection? <laughs> All of it. All of it. it. Okay. I don't endorse anything, actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's than, a really safe strategy <laughs> just know? stand real still all the bullshit is like a t-rex the bullshit can't find you if you're not moving <laughs> there's actually some logic to that when it comes to social media yeah as we've seen time and time again most people don't get in big trouble because of their original tweet but because whenever they get criticized they're like oh so you mean to tell me that i can't like the double down is what gets you there so yeah, just stand real still mm -hmm. they'll forget mm -hmm. about you but as yeah. somebody who has ha recently had a controversial tweet it's impossible you can't do it uh sorry <laughs> Yeah, once somebody says something that's infuriating to you, and you objectively, it doesn't matter how much you know that anything you say is just going to make you look bad, you're going to say something. You have to. It's yeah. It's painful. It's yeah. like, uh, you know what? That's fine, though. Uh, let's move on to some uh, much, much more depressing news in the realm of justice. Uh, Kyle Rittenhouse is on trial this week. Uh, first of all, the jury selection process, they did it in one day. They sat in huh. a whole jury in one day. That's very normal. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, especially with a high for a high profile, <laughs> high profile trial. case, yeah. you know. <laughs> well, here's what happened is that they uh, they asked the entire juror pool uh, to raise their hand if they haven't heard of the Kyle Rittenhouse case. And not a single person raised their hand. So. They were like, yeah, I guess this jury's just going to be biased. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, within two days of the trial starting, a, a juror had to be dismissed because they made a racist joke to the sheriff's deputy as they were, like, escorting them out of the courtroom. Wow. <laughs> I mean... That quick. I can't say that I'm surprised by any of that, but also we already know that, like, the judge is essentially just going to be like... Oh, his consensual bullet recipients. Uh, like, right? Because the the worst part of that story is that they they can't call. They can't call the people victims. Yeah. So, like, I just think the whole thing is is already on a one way train to shit show town. Yeah. This we should be even more specific about that, actually, because here's the thing. A judge ruling that certain language isn't allowed because, like, it pertains to whether or not this person did something wrong in the case is not entirely unusual. It was, but it was the double standard of they can't be called victims, but they can be called looters. That's yeah. insane. And uh, rioters, too, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. And rioters was also deemed acceptable. That's, that's actually like terrifying and insane at that point. Uh, because that's not set like, you know, you're not setting some kind of neutral standard to try to like protect the case at that point. You're clearly showing a bias. Yeah. And also if everybody in, on the jury already knows about the case, really what fucking difference does that make? Like, <laughs> can we just skip the trial and everyone can just say what they think? Yeah. Like there's a, although I don't oh, that's know. That's just how we try cases on Twitter. Fair. Um, I don't know, though, because, like, there's FBI drone footage that apparently, like, obviously nobody saw the FBI drone footage, but they were showing it in court, and allegedly, uh, like, it clearly shows Kyle Rittenhouse, 
like initially he was the one chasing one of the protesters with his gun held up, uh, one of his eventual victims. Um, so it's like maybe, but I don't know. I just I feel like there's no way that 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 this fucking piece of shit doesn't get away with it. Uh, I I hope I'm wrong about that, but it's just it. I feel so so disillusioned that there will be any justice in that case. I hope Kyle Rittenhouse gets the same kind of justice he believes in. Fair. I like that. I don't I don't like that. I like it. Let's move on to our final story um, in the world of justice. Another case, high-profile case, is happening this week for the murderers of Ahmad Arbery. Uh, mm-hmm. This is exciting news. Um, there are 12 jurors in that case, and 11 of them are white people. So, yeah, you're doing doing great job trying to get that trying to get that justice. There's only one black person on the entire fucking jury in a county that's like 30% black people. Mm-hmm. Also, so it's not like you can claim couldn't find any. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. It's to do it like come, don't don't play like you couldn't find anyone. <laughs> it's very very unsettling. Um, you know what? This this has been a bunch of bad news. Let's lighten the mood up a little bit. This week, hundreds of diehard QAnon supporters flocked to Dallas, Texas to welcome the return of John F. Kennedy Jr. That's right. Return, you might be wondering. Yes, he did die in the late 90s. But they said, you know what? I think he's coming back. I think he's coming back, baby. Uh, <laughs> somehow... Like, somehow it got revealed, like, a year ago that QAnon is not a real person, and yet there's still people that are, like, fully bought in on the Q train. I don't know how this happens, but I love it so much. Like, (laughs) there's just people that are like, well, even if it was fake originally, like, now it might be real. Like, who knows? Like, what? Well, there's also just this type of conspiratorial mindset that says that there is no sort of like there is no really proof that can never be believed except the things that you want to believe and so you know whenever these people get revealed as like being like one of the grifters that's been taking advantage of them they're just like oh well that guy's just some guy but there is a real cue let me tell you it's like uh what was that I think it was called the Mennonites. It was like a religion or something uh, where they like predicted the year, the date that the world would end. And so they like all went up and stood on their roofs waiting for the world to end. And then it didn't happen. And so they, they came back down and the guy was like, oh, actually, sorry, I just did the math wrong. It's going to be this day. And then so like they went back up on their roofs like six months later and it, the world didn't end. <laughs> like, I don't think that that was the Mennonites. That's I think not that the that Mennonites, was, but I, yeah, yeah, I do know what you're talking about. I know about. what you're talking about, too. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was, I think it was a cult. I mean, I sorry, uh, all of our Mennonite listeners for the slander. Um, yeah, don't actually, be, don't be eating on the Mennonites. They're all right. You Do know Mennonites what? Listen to podcasts. That's a good. No, I have I'm no gonna idea. say I don't think they are all right because it's a little it's a little exclusionary. What about the woman Mennonites? Uh, Whoops! I thought that you. <laughs> I thought that you were about to pull out some like. Petty but legitimate criticism of <laughs> like Mennonite doctrine, and instead, oh Deanna, you obviously have not listened to this show enough. <laughs> instead, it was a fucking pun, and I am both furious and delighted. The future is female Uh 
Yeah, so all these QAnon supporters, they met on the grassy knoll or what the fuck, wherever, uh, to, to wait for the return of John, John F. Kennedy Jr., which, but first and foremost, that that's not where JFK Jr. died. So, like, I don't understand why they went to where JFK Sr. died to wait for JFK Jr. to return. But you know what? QAnon folks, I let them, you know, they're doing their own thing. They're doing Time their own thing. Time is a flat thing. circle. <laughs> And it all ha- and every clock comes from Dallas. Uh, <laughs> so they the the theory was that JFK Jr. would reveal himself to be still alive. Uh, not that he would return from the dead, but that he's been in hiding for the last 20 years. Um, I forget from what probably the Clintons, I guess. I don't know. And I guess what was going to happen is that JFK Jr. was going to uh, return to public awareness or whatever to uh, take his rightful place as Donald Trump's Donald Trump's vice president. Uh, that's that's what they thought. QAnon was like JFK Jr. He's coming back and he's going to be vice president. Fuck Mike Pence. Mike Pence has no place in the QAnon lore anymore. And frankly, I feel bad for him. I feel <laughs> bad for the guy. He's been cast off, discarded. <laughs> yeah, but uh, unfortunately, uh, JFK Jr. never showed up. They were left waiting. So uh, the crowd broke out into reciting the Pledge of Allegiance. I've never broken out into the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> I... Well, that's not all they did. They There was a, a hearty round of the chant, the now famous chant, Let's Go Brandon. Let's go Brandon. This is a Let's Go Brandon uh, podcast. I don't know if you're aware, Dan. Do you know about Let's Go Brandon? I've heard about Let's Go Brandon. Well, speaking of Let's Go Brandon, we've got some more Brandon news this week. This is a brand. This is the worst Brandon yet. Uh, this week, Lauren Boebert, the Colorado Congresswoman, best known for the time her restaurant gave dozens of people diarrhea, uh, Lauren Boebert met up with her old pal Donnie Trump to post a photo that completely and totally owned the libs. She had a what? red. She had a red dress in a similar style to AOC's white dress with red letters. She had a red dress with white letters. And on the back, it was emblazoned with the phrase, let's go, Brandon. Now, I, I say phrase, but I'm actually, it's not correct. Um, if I refer to the caption on this photo that Lauren Boebert posted, it's not a phrase. It's a movement. Let's That's go, Brandon. Right. I, I, <laughs> I, you know, everything you've revealed, like every little news nugget you've revealed. Welcome to the news nuggets yet. (laughs) Every little news nugget you've revealed has left me with more questions than answers. It's because I don't read the articles. (laughs) This is a mostly headlines and jokes podcast. I'm sorry, folks. This is a clickbait podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're sorry. Frankly, I think I'm doing that right. That's probably correct. Yeah, I mean... If you're listening to a podcast hosted by a 34-year-old dude who only wears cat shirts and doesn't have a real job to get your actual news, that's on you. Yeah, that's trouble. That's mm-hmm. trouble. I did... Yeah, I knew... That but is like, on you. I wish... So, to be fair, I hadn't <laughs> read the articles either because... <laughs> Uh, but I did know sort of about the JFK thing, but when I heard where they were, I'm sorry. We can talk about this lady in her bad dress in one second. I I just... <laughs> the bad lady in the bad outfit with the bad caption. 
We'll go back. I we'll just, be there. We'll get there. I actually thought that they were expecting JFK Sr. Like, because I didn't read the article, I missed the junior yeah. part. Yeah. And it's s- very strange. Yeah. And I just, as someone who has seen the Zapruder film against my will. <laughs> on f- The CGI Zapruder film. Let me ask you a question, Deanna. Have you also seen the moon landing? Because I'll tell you what, I know it was a long time ago, but they could fake stuff back then. So my father-in-law... Damn. Uh, my father-in-law lives in rural Ohio. And he was on the moon. He was... Your father-in-law's Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, oh, your father-in-law's in that new movie? <laughs> uh, so many things just happened. Wow, wow. Uh, <laughs> moon landing. I'm flabbergasted. Moon landing. My father-in-law. Wait, Neil Armstrong was from Ohio. Yeah, or- he's friends with Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> this is why america sucks um we're the reason um no i moon landing my father-in-law lives in rural ohio and one year on father's day he took me to like some some kind of the the neil armstrong museum i think it was okay and he took me there for the express purpose as to to explain to me how the moon landing was faked. Oh. That was like, was oh. he? Isn't the state of Ohio also faked, though? The whole place yes. is fake as fuck. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that was what he, like, wanted to do for Father's Day, was he wanted his son and his son's girlfriend <laughs> to, yeah, because it was girlfriend at the time, Uh to go to Ohio to the Neil Armstrong Museum with him so he could show us how the moon landing was faked. Fun fact, that's the same day that I saw the Zapruder film. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. If they are showing the Zapruder film at the Neil Armstrong Museum, I think there might actually be some connection there. Uh, the connection is my father-in-law. The, the connection wasn't the... <laughs> the connection wasn't the museum. Welcome to the moon. Look at this dude's head explode. The, the connection was my husband's dad being like, and if that wasn't enough to blow your mind. <laughs> Wait till we get home Choice and I words. Wait till we get home and I get to show you this. <laughs> and then that was well, it was enough to blow someone's mind. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Anyways, Sorry, Jackie O. Anyways, this lady's dress sucks. Let's oh, it go, sucks Brandon. Sucks. Sorry, I, t- I had to take us. Listen. Back. Wait. Hold on. I just gotta say, the real conspiracy. Okay, is that we went to the moon, but. Uh, Charles Conrad fought an alien there during Apollo 12. So then we had to fake some of the footage. Um, did he win? Uh, it was a three round <laughs> match that was determined a, a technical tie. Oh, every time. No, no knockout. Every time. Dave Portnoy would like to know what the age of consent on the moon is. <laughs> did we figure that out yet? Did anybody decide? <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's. I got to go back and watch the Zapruder film, I think. He was like Apollo 12-year-old girls? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein, you know, Jeffrey he, Epstein's he took some flights lunar. to the moon also with the, Bill Clinton. The Lolita Lunar Express. The Lolita Lunar Express. And they met up with JFK Jr. Because, you know, that's one of the places he might have been that's hiding. That's where we've Connected. been keeping him. That's where we've been keeping him. 
<laughs> the Clinton body <laughs> count. We're space saying this, program. but really, some Q people believe that that there's a secret <laughs> moon base and that that's where some of these political figures hide. I'm, I'm gonna cut out just this section of the podcast and see if I can put it onto some Q Reddit board and get and bump the listeners up. It's all about the grift. <laughs> This, uh, yeah. So I don't know. Um, let's talk about, let's talk about COVID, baby. COVID, still, still a thing. What can you believe it? It's only been, it's only been twenty months or so, and uh, we haven't quite figured yeah. it out. Haven't quite gotten there. But uh, it's good news this week. Um, vaccinations of kids five th- aged five through eleven will be able to start happening in the United States. That's good. Um, I'm sick of all these little kids walking up to the ice cream truck without their microchips. Frankly, it's a little demoralizing. If they have their microchips, you know when they're coming in advance. Yeah, yeah, it like sets off the little dinger bell. Yeah, <laughs> sets off your dinger bell when kids are coming. I don't. Oh my god! I don't really like that for anyone. <laughs> Look, We're I'm back sorry to that- Apollo Twelve already. <laughs> I'm sorry that you don't understand the technical jargon of the ice cream industry, Deanna, but that's okay. I wouldn't expect you to. Um, As the United States uh, completely gives up on trying to, you know, it's it's been a long time since it seemed like anybody cared about stopping COVID. Uh, And that's fine. But it's it's interesting, like many other parts of the world are still taking this super seriously. I saw that um, this week in China, uh, they locked 34,000 people inside of the Shanghai Disneyland over a single COVID case. They had one person test positive, and they locked 30,000 people inside of the park so they could test them one by one. Um, it's just like, I don't know. You On one hand, you could be like, oh, that's really overdoing it. But on the other hand, they had 48 cases in the entire 1.1 billion people that day. So, like, it's hard to argue with the results, I guess. I don't fucking know. Uh, number one, they locked 30,000 people in Disneyland <laughs> so that they could uh, grift them into buying $20 chicken nuggets until until they deemed it safe for them to go home. Um, number two, if you're locked in Disneyland, you're just pounding $40 margaritas. It's fine. It's fine. That's what I mean. That was the grift. They just were trying <laughs> to get that, those Disney dollars. Yeah, um, I've, I've never been to Disneyland in China, but I have been to China and I'm pretty sure there's no way that anything is nearly that expensive. Even in Disneyland, there. Like, I bought a, uh, a bo- I bought a container of wine that was the same size and shape as like one of those uh, five liter uh, motor oil bottles, and it was like three dollars. So like, even even like with the Disneyland prices, it's not forty dollar chicken nuggets. It's probably like maybe like six dollar chicken nuggets, which are like, you know what? I think I think it's gonna be okay. I, I think, think I think they made it. Also, China fed everybody when they made them stay home. Oh, like, cool, <laughs> cool. They didn't. Yeah, yeah, that's right. You want to see my passport? I'll pull it out. <laughs> no, I, I I wasn't saying it was cool that you like went outside and did something. I, well, I mean that is cool, but like, no, cool that they fed people when they were. Um, when they were quarantining. Yeah, like that's, yeah. I mean, that's how they did it in a lot of different parts of the world is that they were like, oh, you have to stay home 
let me make sure that you don't die in the meantime or like lose your house or anything like that's it's it's yeah i talked to a few friends that were like uh, in different countries while it was happening and they were like yeah i mean everything's kind of okay like the government's taking care of us and i'm like what what's that like <laughs> you mean they care like I don't know. It's uh, it's depressing, but let's uh, you know, we talked about barstool sports earlier. Let's talk about real life sports. The only Whoa. sport that matters. That's right. We're talking football. I'm sorry, listeners. We're not going to talk. Oh, I about- thought pod racing. <laughs> that's not the <laughs> podcast. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Andrew. <laughs> Try for that pun again and edit it in so it sounds cool. Uh, This week, uh, we're talking about the NFL, the nice football league. Uh, (laughs) Look, they can't all be winners. And frankly, most of them aren't. But they can all be rapists. Uh, (laughs) Go Pittsburgh. Woo. Let's. uh, So this week, um, Aaron Rodgers, quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, tested positive for the coronavirus. Now, the NFL has some pretty strict COVID testing and COVID uh, safety guidelines that every player is supposed to follow. Um, So the media asked him, Aaron, are you vaccinated? To which he responded, well, I'm immunized. I'm immunized, so it's okay. And uh, (laughs) clearly... (laughs) Clearly, he's not vaccinated, so he's like, yeah, let me see if I can just say this other word that sounds good and everybody will leave me alone. They didn't. People were like instantly like, wait, that means you're not vaccinated, right? That means you're not vaccinated. So he, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he he wasn't holding up to scrutiny, so he decided to speak for himself on some sports radio oh. show. The double down. Yeah. So yeah. he said, he went on, it's the Pat McAfee show. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. I think he keeps computers safe. That was probably a different McAfee. I don't give a fuck. Was this, I, was this a joke about like, what, what the Norton's antivirus is going on here? <laughs> Nobody knows. I'm trying to do too many things at once and none of them are working as a result. <laughs> it's fine. This is a free podcast. I'm sorry. Everything went wrong for you once I shut that when <laughs> so once I shut the door so the window wasn't blinding me. That like just threw you all the it way. It really off. did. Also, uh, yeah. Do you want me to open it back up? I'll sit here with my eyes closed. No, it's fine. It's fine. So uh Aaron Rodgers, he went on the Pat McAfee show, and he he said, uh, "You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna take control of the show. I'm gonna take control of the situation." And here's what he said: "Quote, I realize I'm in the crosshairs of the woke mob right now. So before my final nail gets put in my cancel culture casket, I would like to set the record straight on so many of the blatant lies that are out there about myself. Blatant lies, blatant such lies. as." Then he said, "Uh." <laughs> He's not a flat earth anti-vaxxer. He's just a critical thinker. And he's been taking advice from Joe Rogan on how to handle COVID. Oh. (laughs) He has been taking some ivermectin. He has been, you know, doing uh, healthy eating or push-ups or something. I don't fucking know. Um, I hate it. He also uh, attempted but misquoted Martin Luther King Jr., (laughs) <laughs> he was like trying to do about like 
Uh, there was some MLK Jr. quote that he was trying to do, but he messed it up, which is like, first of all, as a white guy who is be- getting in trouble for not being vaccinated, you definitely shouldn't be quoting Martin Luther King. No. But if you're going to at least say it right, like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> so bad. What do I want to know what the quote was? Do you know what as, the quote was? As I... Martin Luther King once said, <laughs> vaccines do be full of 5G. <laughs> You get you, Bill Gates is coming for you. No, it was really mysterious at the time because nobody knew who Bill Gates was. They had taken Martin Luther King to the moon and they told him about it. And then when he came back, I see. I see what happened here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then that's why the CIA killed him. Cause. I, you know, and I do. I sympathize with Aaron Rodgers um, a little bit here because uh, the last two seasons, he's like, like kind of like stopped shaving regularly and let his hair grow out, but it doesn't look good at all. And like, so Aaron Rodgers is just kind of doing the same thing that I'm doing where I'm just like fully committing to looking like shit all the time. But like, I don't know, at a certain point, you just gotta, you just gotta get your shit together, Aaron. Like, come on, man. You gotta admit that the world is round and get, <laughs> that's, that's number one. You gotta, I mean, you gotta realize that uh, you're a being paid forty million dollars a year, and uh, you you just get a shot, and you're gonna be fine. And but no, no, critical thinker Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers. I feel like um, he did the opposite of think critically about any of this. Yeah, if you're ever listening to Joe Rogan, you're not being critical. Every single anti-vaxer is always doing this. You haven't thought about this enough thing, where it's like. <laughs> They're the only ones that spent two hours watching YouTube. Yeah. It's like <laughs> no one else is capable of that but them. Consider the possibility that you're thinking too much. <laughs> yeah. Like, you want to know why I haven't thought about it? Because, like, somebody else got paid a lot of money to think about it. And I have other shit to think about. Well, here's the thing. Like, this whole uh, COVID thing, like, it was really just, like, about controlling the public, you know? Oh, really? Is that why uh, <laughs> there are literally no restrictions on us right now? <laughs> was, this, <laughs> was this actually owning the libs? Did this yeah. actually own the libs? Well, see, China, China's smart, you know? And China knows that the best way that they can um, hold America down is to... Um, lock their own people in Disneyland. Lock their own people in Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> and frankly, it's working. It's working. Let's go, Brandon. Um, yeah. So he, he, Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. He's probably going to be fine. It seems like uh, the actual cure for COVID is being rich. Uh, but he did lose his job as the spokesman for some healthcare company. So uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Go figure. Cancel culture, cancel culture strikes again. Caught in the crosshairs. Yeah. <laughs> the, the last nail in the casket. Um, now, I do want to talk about uh, about some of the political things that happened this week. But before we do, I just there's a couple stories here. Um, first, obviously, like this has just happened over the weekend. Um, this tragedy down at the uh, Travis Scott Astroworld Festival concert. Um, this is like just really fucking like initially heartbreaking. And then the way people are talking about it is making me sick to my fucking stomach. So, um, Travis Scott had this concert where like, it was like, 
it's been sold out for like months, so they knew exactly how many people were going to be there. They knew how many people they had to prepare for, and it it seems that they did a very bad job. Uh, eight people died being trampled in this crowd. More than three hundred were injured, uh, and you know, video. Th- there's video of Travis Scott on stage being like, "Hey, there's somebody in the crowd that's like fucked up," and then he just starts singing a song again, like. The, the person literally died in front of him and he just like like doing his fucking weird auto-tune singy songs and so live nation is the company that put this on with travis scott they have like a huge history of osha violations despite uh, besides being an evil company like for all the other reasons that live nation is evil but yeah like everything that has happened with this points to the people who put this concert on are responsible for people dying. Like, I don't know how you could look at this any other way. And what's made me sick about this is that ever since it happened, so many people on Twitter have been posting like, oh, well, see, this is what's fucked up at all the metal concerts I go to. If somebody falls down, you pick them back up. You know, this is like prop. This is not proper mosh etiquette. Like, oh yeah, somebody falls, you get them up. And it's like, you're like fucking victim blaming these people right now. This is a tragedy. And you're being like, well, you know, if I had been there, that wouldn't have gone down like that. Like what the fuck, dude, this makes me sick. Um, all, all of the like firsthand reports from people that were there, they were saying like somebody would fall. And before we could even pick them up, the crowd would literally push us over them against our will. Like, this is not people being inconsiderate. This is a, just horribly managed situation it's not fucking the fault of the person that got pushed into trampling over the other person it's not somebody like not caring about it's i don't know it's it's a fucking tragedy and the fault lies with the people who were responsible for that crowd it is a tragedy and there is i mean there's lots of fault to go around definitely no fault falls upon the people who fell down And also the people who, like, immediately could not help them up. Like, I get how all of this transpired. I did see something in the news about the possibility that uh, the eight people who passed away were dosed with something, which I think is uh, a weird way for CDC to try to get the uh, the vaccine around, I guess. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers was not in attendance, so he could not get the... Astroworld was no Disneyland in China, I'll tell you that. Jesus Christ. Um, No, actually, so there's been a news story that I had seen from the UK about women in pubs, like, essentially getting roofied, but via injection. Like, somebody was just, like, nudging them and injecting them. And they would get really, really, really fucked up. But, like, later they could see that they, like, had a bruise or had, like, a pinprick. And I heard that there was something, like, a theory that something similar had happened in Houston. But I didn't, you know, we just out here reading the headlines. So Now, I did see there's um, the Houston police. They came out and said, oh, one of the security guards fainted uh, in the crowd after, and uh, reportedly had a felt a maybe a prick or a scratch on his neck. So he gave them Narcan to bring them back. This is this is some bullshit that didn't happen. Like this. Gotcha. Th- there's no fucking way that somebody came to a huge concert and was like, I'm I've got 30 needles. I'm going to start stabbing people like that's this is. It's, it's the police trying to avoid the fucking blame. Like, I, I mean, I have no way to know to like know this verifiably, but I don't fucking believe a word of it. It sounds like the most 
biggest load of shit I've ever heard. You're telling me that security guard did not have Havana syndrome. <laughs> okay. What's Havana Hold on, syndrome? I'm listening. Oh, Deanna, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> uh, Havana uh, syndrome is a disease that a whole bunch of people think they have. It's probably made up. It's a it's a made up problem that you get if you uh, go to an embassy in a socialist country and hear crickets that are loud. But what? the government has passed laws. I, there's to take no care way to those. sum this up. Well, call me the Duchess of Cornwall because I'm confused. Uh, yeah, it's okay. We can just I'll I'll Google that on my own no, time. I I okay. Real talk, because I, I don't want to entirely make light of a very real tragedy, and I do want to emphasize some aspects of this. I agree with you um, about this this whole narrative of someone going around the crowd with drugs, whatever. That's like they're trying to shift the blame. Um, the The event itself was poorly managed. Anyone could see that who has looked at, like, you know, the receipts that have come out since then. They didn't have enough security. They didn't have a large enough facility. They didn't oh, so have fire festival. Yeah, they didn't have like barriers yeah. built in the proper places to like avoid crowd crush or whatever. Like, and like it, it's it's definitely possible that people had tainted drugs. Like, but I don't think it is all possible that somebody was stabbing people in the neck with needles trying to fucking do like make them overdose. Like, it's, okay, fair enough. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, for what it's worth, in the stories that I had read out of the UK, which I do believe are real, it was like yeah. in the leg or like yeah. in the arm or the lower back. Like somebody would just run into you at the bar and have it happen. This guy said it was his neck. Yeah. Uh, and to be clear, if if like one person that died, that's how they died. I wouldn't find that unbelievable like, yeah unbelievable in any way but it's it's the it's the suggestion by the police that maybe all these people died because of love every every music festival is a wash with drugs not all of them are pure and clean and perfect okay and yet we don't usually have this many fucking deaths at a music festival right don't give me that shit fair <laughs> i mean now that, we've, now that we've hashed it out, I see here how I've Havana syndromed this. <laughs> Havana syndrome is when you believe the UK police. We solved it, folks. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna just start calling referring to things as Havana syndrome out of context because I don't know what it is, but I want to talk that, about it actually, anyway. That's actually so accurate <laughs> to the completely stupid nature of this entire Havana syndrome situation that you should like if you you got a little cramp in your ankle when you wake up one morning, just be like, oh, Havana syndrome. Boom. Oh yeah. There's pretty much pretty much anything that goes wrong in your life is either nobody wants to work anymore or Havana syndrome. That's you don't need to look any further, folks. I've been jobless in Cuba my entire life. <laughs> I never knew. Um, what else happened? Oh, you know, there is before we get to the meat and potatoes of this fucking podcast, there is one story that maybe maybe might be one of my favorite stories that I've ever gotten to do on this podcast. Uh, which is okay. This week, Papa John was back in the news. Oh. Um, after he told Bloomberg this week that he ate 800 pizzas in the last 18 months. 800. 
hundred pizzas since COVID started. Now, he said he was doing research in attempt to prove that the quality of Papa John's has gone down. That's 44 fucking pizzas a month. That's more than one a day. Now, Papa hasn't released his full data yet, his full analysis, but he did. Uh, <laughs> I like that you're talking about John Schnatter, like, like Papa Smurf, like you're just calling him Papa John. <laughs> I really, I appreciate That's that. That's his name. Uh, yeah. I also, I wonder though, if this isn't skewed, like it, it, they're making it sound like a big number, but really it's, he like quality. He ate 700 of them in one month and the other hundred <laughs> were spread over the other 17 months. <laughs> no, I more meant like that he accessed and received 800 pizzas and ate like a slice out of each one of them. I don't That's, know. Even if you, even if you what assume a waste that of fucking he's pizza. sharing. Yeah. Like all Wait, the I time. didn't assume that. I assumed he was eating one piece and throwing it away. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's, no, that's I, fair. I didn't think he was sharing the pizza. Well, even if you assume that he's eating one piece and throwing it away, it still seems like a lot. I assumed that he was between one and two times a day sitting down on his couch with an entire Papa John's pizza with, of course, three extra tubs of garlic butter sauce, pouring all three over the pizza, then eating them with no shirt on. Uh, have you ever seen While he a watches picture? The Real Housewives. Yeah. Have you ever seen a picture of Papa John dry? No, that's a moist, moist boy. <laughs> you don't get there by eating. You don't get I, there by only not, eating a pizza or two a week. He's not damp though. He's not like wet. He's like he's got slick. a sheen. He's, he's slick. soaking. <laughs> he's like he's like I watched Uzumaki. This is a slightly obscure reference, but these like people turn into snails in that movie, and like that's Papa John. Papa he's just John like covered in snail. slime. Papa John is the snail trail of humanity. Papa John. <laughs> Papa John is the reason why you go to some people's houses and they put down fucking plastic on their furniture. It's just in case he shows up. I just... Papa John's one of those people you, you okay, hear he's coming feeling... to dinner and you switch the paper plates for the night. <laughs> I feel like I'm being attacked by a lot of this content. N number one, uh, when you were talking about like just Papa John laying on the couch, chiefing these pizzas, watching The Real Housewives, that's very personal to me. <laughs> That's you Number said Real Housewives. That wasn't me. I didn't say Real Housewives. Wait, I said I said, said Real Housewives. Housewives. Hey, I'm uh, I'm expressing I'm expressing my personal feelings about depression and projecting them onto Papa. Okay, I'm not condemning that behavior. Mm. I'm saying this is what I would be doing if I was this sad sack of shit eating 800 pizzas in a year. Oh, Papa John, oh. he's just like you. <laughs> He also gets parking tickets. Uh, yeah, fuck. Also, like I'm Italian, and then Whoa, you brought up Italian the, alert. You brought up the uh, you brought up the <laughs> plastic on the couch, and I just you don't need to speak on my people like that. Uh, yeah. The the worst we get returns to its glory days of me uh, talking shit on Italians to an Italian. So I just want to <laughs> let you know that I love you and we're friends. And so earlier when you were saying that I didn't know the finer terminology of the ice cream world, I almost said, why would I? I'm <laughs> vegan. And then I suppressed myself, but I couldn't resist the urge to tell you I was Italian. You know, <laughs> Being vegan is a choice. Being Italian is a birthright. And I thought I must... you were going to say a curse. 
No, it's like kind of the only like half decent thing about me. (laughs) (laughs) There it is, folks. Uh, Papa John has yet to release his full analysis, but he did. uh, There were some some choice quotes um, about the 800 pizzas that he ate over the last 18 months. Uh, He said some were burnt and some were undercooked. And he added, it kind of makes me laugh at Rob Lynch, the new CEO. So uh, we we here at Worst Week at Studios will be eagerly awaiting the full report on Papa's pizza journey. Papa's Papa's. Wait, I'm it, lost. I'm yeah, lost see, in the sauce here. <laughs> you wait. You go. You go. You go. You go. I feel like I talk too much. You go. It's a podcast. It's Everybody a podcast. Talks too much. I know. Wait, it's, but it's, yeah, it's you talking. You literally time. invited me on your like talky talking, and my fucking <laughs> broken ass was like, I'm talking too much on the <laughs> fuck. Fuck, my factory settings are absolutely fucked. It's that goddamn Havana syndrome again. <laughs> See, there it is. <laughs> See, it it's real. It's real. <laughs> Fuck, I am lost in the sauce. Anyways, wait, but like why, what? So you said Papa John was doing this to prove that Papa John's sucks? Yeah, well, he's- Well, no, okay, so that's the thing. He's been out. As the CEO, this is where it really he's turns a, into a depression story, right? He's so a like this guy Indiana. built a company. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait. This wait. is the most insane breaking news we've ever had. This the- is, this- I am lit the fuck up right now. I am coming alive. Oh, yeah. wait. This- okay. Oh, yeah. Because was he, was he the Rob's employees guy or the N-word guy? No, or he both? was yeah, N- the, the N-word. He, he, was, he did a bunch of racism. Okay. But I think, did he, all, okay. Well, good. I'm glad he lost his job. Crossfires, uh, crosshairs of the cancel culture once again, but <laughs> Aaron Rodgers I, now owns Papa John's. <laughs> I just assumed, I just assumed that like because America is such a piece of shit place, that everyone like got mad that that happened, and then nothing. Like there was no. I, I just assumed that he was still out there being the Papa of all Johns, but to learn, <laughs> see the the, to the learn problem is he, he wouldn't stop. To learn he wouldn't stop. the fucking double down. The double down. It gets you every time. Yeah. KFC, bring it back. Um, if <laughs> How are you going to do the McRib dirty like that? I uh, I would never. How are you going to talk about another fast food sandwich with Look, as much enthusiasm as the McRib? I would like to issue oh, an apology oh no. to McDonald's Corporation. Um, just too because late. You're already I canceled. eat. Fuck. <laughs> I'm going to put on a fake mustache to go through the drive-thru at McDonald's, even though I already have a real mustache. <laughs> just going to put a mustache Listen, on your mustache. Andrew's just a critical thinker Wait. that <laughs> critically critically examines several sandwiches. I'm critical. Thank you, Kennedy. Thank you. <laughs> I'm critically thinking about John John Schnatner, who it, who it seems has been stripped of his title of papa this is so funny like i know that there's been people that have been fired from companies before for things they said like or did or whatever but like the fact that he started a company called papa john's and he built this into like a nationwide it was the official pizza of the nfl like this is a huge company Mm -hmm. and then gets fired and the company is still called papa john's and he's still papa john but he's not there and so he's like i'm gonna just eat 
two or three pizzas every day just to the see, fact see how he, they're doing without see, me. That's what really okay. makes it a depression story. Right. Like, I'm getting it now because what I was imagining was that like <laughs> he was just just some, you know. He was doing quality control. I thought that he was like Papa John Pizza Man in his office, like. <laughs> bring, bring me, bring me a slice from store three thirty seven. Yeah, that's what I thought was going on. Now no. to know that this sad. I wonder if he orders from the same Papa John's location every single yeah, time. Yeah, it's no, the one that delivers to his house. It's it's so to learn that he is coming out of his own pocket. Yeah. To buy the fact that he bought the pizzas. <laughs> like like these weren't just like oh I wonder how he tips. I'm Papa John and I have access to these pizzas, so I'm gonna eat them. No. Oh my god. He bought the motherfucking pizzas. Also, if you're out there and you have delivered a Papa John's pizza <laughs> to Papa John. Please email. Can you imagine being a pizza delivery person? Like you just got the, it's your first day on the job and you get a call to go to Papa John's to deliver a Papa John's pizza. Like you, you knock on the door and it's that fucking guy. And then you go back and you're like, this is crazy. And the boss is like, yeah, I know he orders all. And then later that same day, you have to go back to deliver another one. So I wonder though if that person would know. Like, would that person have even known it was him? Like, I mean, he he's didn't very know? he's very recognizable. I think. I, I don't mean, know. I don't, no, I don't think he's. I mean, I looked him up, and he looks like a lot of my dad's cousins, kinda. <laughs> I don't. Also, imagine, you imagine, you know, all white guys he, look the same. You can't. He's Italian. Yeah. That's white. <laughs> That's white. <laughs> I said, I said, Go I said Go back and it. listen to the first 40 episodes of Worst Weekend and give me a, get back to me on that. No. Um. <laughs> Wait, I'm sorry. It's fine. Was there, uh, no. was there no, you got to imagine too. He's like, it's like he's, he's, he's stewing in his house. He's like, I'm going to prove that the beats is not as good anymore. <laughs> and so, and so when he answers the door, he this may not be some... recognizable because he's probably in a bathrobe. He's letting himself he... go like Aaron Rodgers. He just wanted to do critical thinking about the pizza. I imagine him in a lab coat. He was doing this as an experiment. You don't need I think it's a bathrobe that his wife is referring to as his lab coat because it makes him feel better. Deanna, there's no way this dude's wife still speaks to him. <laughs> I just assume I mean, Americans will do anything for money. I, I mm. just, yeah, I feel like anyone's wife would leave them by like the 100th day of, I'm going to prove the pizzas are worse, honey. <laughs> You'll see. You'll see. They'll all be laughing. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be laughing at me on the worst week. You'll see. He's going to have the last pizza laugh. Yeah. Could you imagine that would be worse than the than the baked potatoes? That would be worse than the daily baked potato. I don't know. You you can get some variety of Papa John's. Papa John's Here's the thing. Papa John's isn't the worst like chain pizza. Like it's not it's not like good, but like I don't know if you I'm kind of hungry right now. If you showed up with a Papa John's pizza, I'd eat the fuck out of it right now. Um, I don't know about 800 within 18 months, but frankly, I, I could see myself doing it. Papa John's. You know what? I think Papa out. John's is the worst chain pizza. That's mm. right. Fight me. Okay. I yeah. guess. I don't know. I guess I. I guess I, I have to. <laughs> I don't have a lot of skin in the. I don't have a lot of skin in the the pizza. Once again, I endorse nothing. <laughs> 
There you go. Um, well, that was fun. Let's move on to something that's not. Uh, we got to talk about some politics. Uh, first of all, uh, there were some elections this week. And, uh, you know, not all of them were great. Uh, we did have Pittsburgh. Uh, got, uh, we elected our first black mayor in Pittsburgh. Um, now, relative to the last mayor of Pittsburgh, this is a great thing just because of how much of a piece of shit that dude was. But it's kind of like like democratic politics and all. Like I don't know. I, I don't know much about him. I feel like he's not going to actually fix anything or whatever. It's just like, ah, well, that old, the last guy sucked. We got rid of him. Okay, cool. That's that's enough. Great. Um, that's enough. So just like I don't Joe know. Biden. Yeah, like uh. I and, and I may be wrong. Like I don't. Uh, do you know much about uh, Ed Ganey as the new the new mayor elect of Pittsburgh, Deanna? What what do you feel about it? I I didn't follow I didn't follow super super closely. Um, but I am familiar with Ed Ganey, and I am familiar with like some of the work that he's been engaged in in the community. I feel like. He does show up for like grassroots organized events. Like he does participate in things. I think that he has some good initiatives on his radar in terms of uh, education and housing in the city. I'm interested to see how much of that comes to fruition. I heard that um, he is uh, looking into possibly demilitarizing the Pittsburgh police. Yeah. But like I feel like that's just never gonna happen. Well I feel like it, I feel like there's nothing that we can do that will ever make the police get less militarized anywhere. Right. Like it's only going in one direction. So then it's like, yeah. can we really like pin that on, on you know, can him. we really pin yeah. that on Ed Ganey? Like he just got here. He's yeah. uh you know what I mean? So I I do know he wants to like take on the nonprofit status of UPMC, which Ooh. is a is you know one of the largest healthcare com companies in the United in States in the United corporate States. healthcare. Yeah. And, uh, currently a nonprofit somehow. Yeah. They own an insane percentage of the, of land and buildings in the city and they have an insane profit margin. And then they, the, it's, excuse me, it's a nonprofit margin. Oh, Thank you. Well, Thank their, you. Non, <laughs> their nonprofit margin, uh, was around $6 billion, at least uh, pre actually pre-COVID. So who knows now? Um, but yeah, I don't feel like healthcare companies have made that much money in the last... You know what? Uh, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe Ed Ganey <laughs> will be all right. I just... I have, like, just like the last 10 years of being, like, really closely following politics at any level has just led me to believe that, like, nothing really good will ever happen. <laughs> like, anybody that gets elected is going to just do the same thing that everybody does and uh and then they're gonna come back four years from now and be like but you have to vote for us we're the good guys uh i mean i'd I love to be ed ganey prove me wrong come on the pod um another <laughs> election this week down in the state of virginia they had their gubernatorial election that's just a fun word to say you can get as goofy as you want when you say gubernatorial um yes the state of virginia elected a Republican to the governor's mansion. That's right. This motherfucker ran on critical race theory. Uh, sometimes it, he was. So this guy and his last name's Yunkin, which like if you're losing to somebody named Yunkin, you're all I don't care what the fuck. That's all I really need to know. But like this, this guy was like in a, in a way he was like kind of like doing what Donald Trump does, but better in that like 
he would say the wild, like super racist shit in some rooms, but like he knew when not to also. So like he was kind of just told whatever crowd he was standing in front of, whatever worked best for that crowd. And that's all he needed. Uh, He talked about critical race theory a little bit. Um, He talked about like uh, cancel culture and like all this shit. Like, and then the Democrat was just like, this guy's like Trump. This guy's like Trump and lost. (laughs) Surprise. Like the Democrats are literally yeah, like the, you have to vote for us. Did the other the Hillary Clinton thing, yeah, yeah, where they fund they literally funded ads that if you look at them do not seem like an attack ad. Um, that were like, oh look, this guy's buddies with Trump, and they didn't present it as a bad thing. Um, they just presented it as a thing because the liberal brain rot amongst the democratic leaders is so bad that they believe that just saying this guy knows Donald Trump would actually like turn off enough people to change an election. And it didn't work when Hillary Clinton was running for president. So why the fuck would it work on this stupid Virginia election that people care about even less? Because Democrats wouldn't be Democrats if they weren't just trying the same shit over and over again, despite hundreds of years of proof that it's not working. Uh, (laughs) That almost sounded like an endorsement, Deanna. You better be careful there. I endorsed nothing. (laughs) It was an anti-endorsement. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'll denounce the fuck out of something. (laughs) I will denounce anything. I am a fucking hater. I will denounce absolutely anything, but I will not endorse shit. Yeah, retweets so. equals denouncements. <laughs> I only retweet people I disagree with. That's very funny, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, so the the election that I wanted to talk most about uh, was what happened up in Buffalo with India Walton. Now, India Walton was a open socialist running for the mayor of the second largest city in New York. And she ran a tough primary where she beat the incumbent, like, four-term mayor, uh, Mm -hmm. Byron Brown, and, like, just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, she just fucking took control of that race and and got the Democratic nomination. Um, So what happened is the Democrats, like the, you know, uh, centrist Democrats in the city of Buffalo – they were like, oh, shit, we can't let a socialist come in here and do whatever the fuck socialists do. So they, uh, the Democrats in Buffalo, they launched a campaign to do a write-in candidacy for Byron Brown, the incumbent mayor. Now, not only did they you know, actively work against India Walton, but they they spent $100,000 to send out rubber stamps so that you didn't even have to write in Byron Brown's name. You could just use the stamp because, like, if somebody misspells it or whatever. Like, so as soon as they started doing that, they were attacking India Walton, saying that she was going to ruin Buffalo's character, like, saying, you know, all the fucking anti-socialist stuff they say about shit. And they even got Republicans in buffalo to vote for byron brown to write in a democratic candidate because you can even convince republicans that you can't let a socialist win the democratic party lost to a guy named yunkin and fucking launched and won an insurgent campaign against somebody that was just trying to help some fucking people in buffalo 
I, I, I don't think I want to ever vote for a Democrat again. Wait, so the only time that the Democrats' strategy of don't vote for that person, they're the bad guy, the only time it worked was when it was against somebody that's the good guy? Yeah. That was the Democratic nominee. I hate I hate this house. I hate it here. It, it's, it has nothing to do with my house, Deanna. Oh, no. I'm sorry. When I, <laughs> when I say this house, I mean like this house. Oh, like the, okay, okay. America. I was about yeah. to say, this is Gravy's house, and she, 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 you know, she pukes on the floor sometimes, but she keeps it pretty I okay. I do that at my house. It's okay. <laughs> sometimes you just got to puke and rally. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, but yeah, like the fact that they were like, oh no, we might lose this race. Let's send out tens of thousands of rubber stamps to like fucking Republicans to write. Like no Republicans even ran in the election. They wanted to make sure that all the Republican votes would go to the centrist Democrat. Like it's fucking diabolical. All to stop like. Because, like, Byron Brown did, like, a lot of, like, real estate deals and shit. Like, that's... So, I don't know. It's... Because none of it is actually about helping Americans do anything. It's just about winning. Like, that's all it is. They didn't care that that person's policy was, you know, of value to American citizens or could potentially improve lives. They cared about their their guy winning. I assume it was a guy. It's always a fucking guy. Um, so the yeah, last you might as well base your ideas about what's coming politically on which football team wins the Super Bowl. Well, I, I just like, watch for the commercials. What does what does that make my political ideology? Uh, you, endor- <laughs> you endorse nothing. Makes you a libertarian. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know I'm not a libertarian because I don't know what the age of consent is in any other states. I don't even think I know what it is in Pennsylvania. Can't be a libertarian. Um, let's see. Well, Our- if you don't know what it is, that's also suspicious. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I re- Come on, he needs that ice cream job. Don't put that out there. <laughs> I learned. I learned it from uh, from what's his name. When you're when you find yourself in a hole, maybe try digging. Um, Dave Portnoy. Dave Portnoy. What was the my- bad? Our next president. <laughs> what was the bad dress lady's name? Lauren Bobert. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe Lauren Boebert is going to start mailing around Let's Go Brandon rubber stamps, which would be <laughs> I might. You know comedy. what? The only way I'm voting in 2024 is for Brandon. America is a comedy of errors. <laughs> um, the last story I wanted to talk about, just because I fucking hate anti-left leftists or whatever the fuck, uh, this this week. No, we've been tracking this fucking infrastructure Wait, build back. What? 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 What are you asking me? You hate what? anti-left leftists okay just people just i don't know reactionary leftists and shit people that get on twitter and say that aoc is not your friend i just it's it's, i'm not i don't even disagree with them most of the time but just the way they handle themselves is so fucking annoying and like counterproductive uh but anyways the reason uh i bring this up is we've been following this infrastructure bill um the two-part infrastructure bill that has been being negotiated for six fucking months now. And from the moment, like early on, uh, the progressives in Congress, they said, we are not going to vote for the second half of this, the reconciliation bill, if uh, 
or I'm sorry, they're not going to vote for the bipartisan part unless the reconciliation bill is passed. The reconciliation bill has like all the climate stuff, all the childcare stuff They that has been, they drew a line in the sand and they said, we're not going to fucking vote for the bipartisan one. If you don't vote for, if you don't also pass this good bill. Uh, and so this week they have not been able to reconcile the reconciliation bill they have been gutting it. They have taken all the a lot of the good stuff out. There's very little that will provide meaningful change left in it. But they still haven't even been able to agree with that. So they Nancy Pelosi made the House vote on the bipartisan bill, and all six members of the squad voted against it. And it passed anyways because the squad actually doesn't have as much power as all these fucking idiots on Twitter say they do. So that's it. It's we are not getting anything there's going to be like six bridges in the country that get a new paint job breaking news there's been a long drawn out and confusing news cycle about something that changes exactly zero for the american people yay (laughs) they're gonna they're gonna add another part-time cashier to your local (laughs) wendy's Everyone gets it's a rubber person. stamp. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up here to let us know if you want the Byron Brown stamp or the Let's Go Brandon stamp. <laughs> They're going to let us pick. Yeah. We, you just, you're uh, well, not just going to get assigned a stamp. Capitalism is about freedom. It's about choice. What stamp do you want? And uh, yeah. how many jobs can you... Create. You know what? I don't care how many you can work. You're working three. Uh, well, listeners... That's a lot of bad news. <laughs> every the recording of this podcast, every passing minute just made me feel more and more connected to that uh, Charlie Day meme, where he's smoking the cigarette and he has all the charts behind him. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's similarly, uh, this podcast also has no idea what it's talking about. I'm gonna, um, but it is it is stressful. I'm gonna start. <laughs> sending, and I do want a cigarette. <laughs> I'm gonna start sending that picture around. Oh god. I would suck a dick for a cigarette. Um, I'm going to start sending that Charlie Day meme around and telling people that it's like found footage of Q. <laughs> I mean, you know what? It's true. I verified it just now. I feel like the Q supporters Ooh. don't Kennedy's know. Kennedy's not scared to endorse things. I feel like I'm the- not. I'll endorse all kinds of shit. <laughs> yeah. Tell me quick. Endorse five things. Go. <laughs> um, cats. Yep. Weed. Geese. Mm-hmm. Geese. Uh, You're just looking yes. around the room naming shit you see. Uh, also, why do you have uh, a goose in your room? Why is your wife in room? I, I wish I did. What? What? People are always down on geese, but let me tell you something, okay? <laughs> this is the real news. Yeah. Kennedy's going to tell us about the geese. Geese are the best guard animal you could have. I'm not getting because, anywhere near you if you're a person walking around with if, a goose. If, you're right. If, <laughs> if, if you've got a dog running around your yard, an intruder may have a plan for a dog, but if six <laughs> geese if six geese rush an intruder, they have no idea what to do next. Okay? Also, like, <laughs> I'm fucking running the other way. You're not you're entirely correct. My dog has no interest in protecting me. Like if she was running around in the yard and an intruder came, she would just flop on her back and be like, Look at my nine nipples. Do you want to touch any of them? And do you know where my treats are? I feel like a goose would have my back. Also, those like turkeys that are up on Bigelow Boulevard. Oh, those turkeys are. I'm going to get a guard turkey. (laughs) 
<laughs> Hell yeah. I'm going to get a guard monitor lizard. You see that picture of that one in that convenience store in Thailand? I ain't fucking with a monitor lizard. Fuck. No, I wouldn't I would mess with that at all. Wait. Nah. Is Joe Biden going to pardon a turkey <laughs> this year? Are we doing that Cancel still? culture strikes again. Uh, well, this has been a... Just He's going to fart on the turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Long, loud, and impossible to ignore. The worst week yet. Uh, Joe Biden's got to pardon another pair of pants. <laughs> also, like I said, he was going to pardon a turkey, and then I said he was going to fart on the turkey, but then I immediately went to him, like, farting on the prepared, like, just farting on a... <laughs> you tune into the worst week yet for the hard-hitting stuff. Just farting uh, on a cooked turkey. <laughs> Listeners, thank you so much for uh, your continued support. Um, as always, you can go to patreon.com slash worstweekend if you want to give me money to do this stupid show. Uh, create a job. Th- there, cr- Create a job for me. I will hire Deanna. I will pay her. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, probably not that much. It's... <laughs> It's 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 t- t- times are tight on the Patreon. That's okay. I'm happy to keep doing the show regardless. Uh, speaking of the Patreon, uh, Kennedy and I are looking at maybe doing a bit of a historical worst week series uh, in the coming. I don't know when. I don't know at all actually. Uh, so keep an eye out for that eventually. Maybe. Uh, yeah, I had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing a podcast series Are based on Kennedy's dream. Are you misquoting MLK now? <laughs> <laughs> I had a dream about a podcast. What in the Aaron Rodgers fuck is going on? <laughs> Kennedy, Deanna, thank you so much for joining me. Kennedy, do you have anything to promote currently? Uh, just follow me on Twitter at Kennedy T. Cooper. That's one of the top 10 Twitter accounts, according to me just now. Mm. So He endorses it. Yeah, yeah. I also endorse that. And cats. Uh, I'm st- and weed. I, I mean, I guess I endorse weed. I don't like weed, but it makes a lot of my friends happy, so fuck it, yeah. Um, and guard geese. Uh, Deanna, uh, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Well, as you know, I endorse nothing, so... Uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a silly question for me to ask, given the clearly available information that you uh, endorse nothing. I am I am on Twitter, at Deanna Mackey. If you thought anything I said today was funny... And want to see me say more funny stuff? It's there. You can join my like 210 followers. Uh oh, big time. But you could be Apollo number 212. <laughs> um. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus also, Christ. If you want to laugh uh, while you get a haircut, I, uh, I'm a stylist at Bloom Beauty Parlor in East Liberty. And oh, yeah, Deanna cuts hair. Yeah, so you can She used come. to cut my hair before I decided that I would just look like shit all the time. Um, yeah, well, Kennedy, Before you caught the Hava- Havana before Syndrome. Before I got Havana Syndrome. Yeah. I've got long Havana Syndrome. Uh, Kennedy, Deanna, <laughs> thank you so much for joining me. Listeners, thank you for joining us. It's yet another long episode. Uh, and you know what? We'll be back next week with another probably too long episode of The Worst Week Yet. Uh, duh, uh, fuck.